for an opportunity as Verlon takes it. A stunning start for West Bromwich Albion. I'd say that, John. <laughs> just, just back it and pay off the mortgage. And it's there! And it's George Edmondson! Good evening, everyone. Uh, Gavin here. Welcome to the Anytime Notebook podcast. Uh, as usual, if your week involves spending an unhealthy amount of time watching replays of Exeter trying to defend corners in a futile attempt to seek out an edge in goal score markets then welcome aboard I've been doing exactly the same we're here every week uh, review what we've seen mark our goal score card for the weekend put up some good value selections joining me to do all of that as always a man affectionately known I have it on good authority um, as that bloke who backs those players no one has heard of in licensed betting offices in the north John does that sound like you? It could be, mate. Yeah, thank, thanks for that introduction. That's, that's a real real glowing introduction. Thank you. Your reputation precedes you, as always. I trust you've had a, uh, trust you've had a productive week. It's been uh, almost as good as Duncan Ferguson realising that chips are vegan. That's, the, uh, that's as good as it's been. <laughs> that all passed, my by, passed me by, that that did. But, um, yeah, it looks going to be an entertaining relationship between the, 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 the two of those. Um Let's start off with some personal reflections, I guess, on the last... I guess this time last week, you know, you had to be... Um, it's a shame because we had some record listener figures last week, which is really good. Appreciate everyone kind of tuning in and taking the time to listen to the podcast. But if they were a couple of hours late, then he would have missed Darnell Furlong, who he played at the intro there, 22-1. to 1. Um, Difficult to be um, that proud about it, as we just mentioned it an hour before kickoff on a podcast that most people listen to on a on a Saturday morning. That's what the data tells me. But um, apart from Furlong, not much else. Right, we had a few non-runners last week because the um, the weather hit hit hard. Yeah, back to my uh, tra- traditional non-runners. I quite like those. The they're good for the confidence when you get a non-runner in. It was a shame the uh, Ben Goodliffe gamble went astray. That was uh, that could have been one from the ages, right? Ali from the the glorious, not the top twenty podcast, put him up as well. It was it felt like a good and good old fashioned run on Skybet. That well, that's what that felt like until they were saved by the weather. Um, maybe next time um, we did. I guess another um, set piece. Grant Handybackers, I guess, would have been. Seething, who we didn't mention last week. Um, I was at Coventry Norwich, but it looked like Hanley had got the winner. I, did, I wasn't a backer, but yes. I know you could, we mentioned you could, te- you could tell I was seething by my message to you, couldn't you? Even, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> then I was, le- I was less seething when I realised it wasn't his goal. I thought, oh, that's right, a relief. That, exactly. I was sat the other end to where that happened. It looked, you know, he turned away and celebrated, didn't he? It looked to all intents and purposes that he'd scored, which raised a few eyebrows in the North Stand. But um, yeah, But yeah, if you had backed him, you probably thought you had a winner, but then, yeah, it looks like Michael Rose took the ball right off his feet. Should we start off in the Championship? What 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 made the notebook from the Championship for you? Uh, well, I know we've both pointed out a new name, uh, Kevin Long, even though he's in his 30s. He's not someone who's played a lot of this level, only 128 career starts, eight goals, uh, mostly being cover at Burnley for the last... Is it four years or five years? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even longer. So kind of unexposed, really. Um, he got He's already got one for Birmingham in the Cup, and he had a good yeah. chance here against Preston, as, you, as you've noted as well. Um, I don't know, Birmingham seem in a bit of a decline at the moment, but, you, you know, they're still, they're still producing fair set-piece figures. Um, Harry Darling would be the 
as I've put, he's the darling of the championship this week. That's uh, absolutely. That's yep. a lot, a lot of work went into that one. <laughs> so he seems to be. I did look back at this as well. When when he gets a chance in a game, he he quite often gets three or four. He seems to go on a bit of a rampage with his. Uh, I don't know if it's a confidence thing, coincidence, probably coincidence, but he had four separate attempts from corners here. Um, yeah, we, 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 we know. Yeah, he, he likes, likes the long, from long range shot. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've got in my so, notes. Yeah, really, really should have scored with with at least one of those headers. Um, Harry Darling, um, Kevin Long, Adam, you know Stephen Colker to that list as well for um, yeah, I was going to mention for Wigan. That. You know, won't have appeared in many notebooks, but I thought that was um, a bit, bit better delivery. I, I don't know how I arrived at looking at these, but I just just noticed. Yeah, I don't think it stood out from an XG point of view, but just noticed he had a few shots. Went back and watched them, and actually, they were really decent runs towards the near post and bit of a better delivery from Wigan and he, he might have gone a bit closer. But um, The only thing there, I don't know how long he's going to stay because he only came because of Torre apparently. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, I forgot that. He, ended. What was that, he nine mentioned games? that quite a lot, yeah. yeah, quite a lot in his interview when he came. He said he only came because he played with Torre at Liverpool or was in the same squad. So I'm sure he'll stay, but whether he'll be in favour with a new manager, um, who knows, but it doesn't look like a great gig to take over but who knows you know they might pick up another another centre half the wrong side of well 30s being generous but um, Phil Jagielka he, he, he had a couple of chances I had a look back they're probably not all they appeared to be because they're kind of no um, kind of pot shots I guess from the breakdown of the of the first phase and he's just in the you know there's a few just uh, yeah uh, just sort of fortunate really weren't they mm. they weren't Particularly, but it's, it's it's that Reading thing again that I've said before that they do throw in the odd complete shocker like that where mm. um, they just get hammered and they don't really offer anything. There was a really um, nicely worked corner in that game as well. So Josh Tymon struck one from the outside of the area, but it was a I don't know whether you saw it, but a really nice well worked corner that went kind of flat along the ground to the near post and then just passed outside to Tymon who was who was running onto it. Um, I just appreciate creative corner taking in the football league, and, and you like Stoke that, looked like they have. I did a... like that. Yeah, that was impressive. <laughs> that was. I, I framed it and put it up on the um, on the bedroom wall. Yeah, that's how impressed I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Mark McGuinness came straight back into the Cardiff lineup. Uh, I thought he did improve him a lot. He won nearly every duel he had in the match aerial duel. He had half a chance from a corner, and considering it was Millwall, they kept Millwall fairly quiet. Um, compared to their normal output anyway. So I think Mark McGuinness is definitely a name to keep half an eye on uh, with the new manager there as well today. Always, um, yeah. yeah, Watford, you've got a good one for Watford, but another one I picked out for Watford was um, new signing uh, Jao Ferreira, who mm-hmm. 21-year-old right back. Uh, I had a look into him, nothing really for Benfica B um, and a little bit for Benfica. Uh, but he just took, I don't know if you saw the goal, he just came onto the ball really well from deep and just yep. composed finish, you know, like a kind of struck it, not too hard, but just very accurately into the corner. Uh, a little bit of set play action from him as well. I don't think there'll be much going forward, but you you picked out the um, 
a real blot on the card for Watford yeah, last week. Yeah, just week. just um, look. I'll be I'll be honest, and I'll show McCarthy. I don't I don't tend to normally, you know, those teams at the top of the championship. Maybe like, you know Watford, maybe even Norwich. Burnley's definitely one of those. They 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 never spring upon the radar too much because I always think, no. well, they're going to be there's not going to be any value in the one x two market. So there's not going to be any value in the scores. They're mostly going to dominate some of their games. You know, you know, Watford could have been playing better this year, but so I very rarely kind of taken interest in, in in what they're doing. But so Mario Gasper, who you know, only only really kind of finding out about him this week really, but I think he's a right back, but he's had six shots out of nowhere yeah. in this more advanced role. Just looking back, he looks like last few games he's just been playing a kind of central midfield. But it it, it wasn't like a I look back at all of those shots and it and he they weren't like you know, oh look, look how far I am up the field, and I'm having pot shots. That you know, there were all a huge amount of touches within the the opponent's box. Look, he hasn't full of recency bias because he's done absolutely nothing up until now. In fact, he hasn't scored for five years. But I did, I didn't, I, I, I noted it last weekend. Waited till the prices came out. I was surprised to see twenty to one. I think I give you plenty of margin for error. You know, I think they um, Watford travelled to Middlesbrough, didn't they, on Saturday? But. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, mean, back, I don't know how um, useful it is, but I backed it anyway. <laughs> you, you could. I mean, he's only been at Watford uh, this season, but he, mm. he he has played 350 games for Villarreal. So, uh, two he's got. Yeah, I'm just looking at him. Actually, he's got apparently he's got two goals in three Spain caps as well. Believe it or not. There you go. Um, just I just yeah, I looked at it last he, week and thought, who's this lad who's had six shots? And they were you know proper. Proper decent efforts. <laughs> he should have, he should have yeah, had a brace he, at least last week. So he did. He did score for Villarreal. Not many, but he did score a few. But he's um, like you say. It looks on the formation that he's playing like a sitting central midfield role, doesn't mm. it? Like kind of protecting. But last week he wasn't really sitting. So uh, yeah, that, that's definitely one to it, at the top prices. You've got to have a flyer at him this it's week. It's normally the ones where, like, if if we'd noticed that, then you'd you'd go and do a a news search and you'd find like a you'd find a Mario Gasper talking to you know what local Watford news saying oh yeah the boss has asked me to get forward a bit and take a few chances you think there'd be it was almost like that was just the time when he thought yeah I'm going to get a bit more forward and take a few more efforts because he's been asked to by a manager and you know you normally find those quicker than yeah. I do and you send me them and you say, but yeah there was nothing about so I don't know whether there's I don't know whether yeah what the reason was but hey it's a it's a, it's a big old price to find out if he can back it up this weekend oh, I, um he scored. He scored an overhead kick against England in a friendly in 2016. We we all remember that. Well, we don't. The um the overhead kick against England system. Yeah, I remember. Right. I remember yeah, it well. Yeah. But he's he's obviously a class act for the championship, or he should be. So yeah, it's worth um worth keeping an eye on him. I think. And talking of uh, Middlesbrough, I think Dan Ballard had a chance, didn't he, on on Sunday? Yeah, I mean they they were down to ten at the time, weren't they, Middlesbrough? Yes. Uh, was it Fry was sent off? Um, he was. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Dan Ballard's one of those. He just pops up, doesn't he, every now and then, as we we like to say. Absolutely, he does. Uh, let's head off into what we saw in League One, where there were some games um, in midweek as well. Uh, first one on my list. Um, yeah, Dan Scar, right? Scored at the far post for, for for Plymouth. I think the writing was on the wall early on for Cheltenham there because Macaulay Gillespie had a had a free header from six yards out from an yeah. early corner. Tyreek Wright with a far post effort as well. So yeah, Cheltenham conceded a bit, and Dan Scar, a name that we know well, popped up. Um, 
Sam Long is the name circled everywhere for me at the moment. Backed him midweek. Yeah. So, yeah, backed him midweek when I know he had a few chances as well. But, you know, I think we were we were quite unlucky not to not to get see him settle at least one of those chances in midweek was a just a constant threat for for Ipswich those um those long throws were posing a problem last weekend there was thick fog as well I don't really saw some of the pictures but it's difficult to see what was happening yeah. he had another yeah. save from a free kick good near peer, good near post run later on um hey yeah backed him at a big price against Wickham in midweek um Oxford have lost again but another three good chances got on a free kick headed just wide um Elliot Moore had a couple of chances as well. I think Oxford are, you know, Oxford are near the top of the table for me in terms of chances from set pieces recently. Um, and I think I'll talk about Long later on, but I know there's a varying degrees of prices available at the moment. But I think he's uh, he's one I'm I'm determined to follow over the next couple of weeks. Anything for you, John Lee? One. Uh, all, all credit to the young manager Carl Robinson there. Um, my my good friend. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> you knew I'd get that in. I just I can't wait. <laughs> that's why I never mention Oxford because I get too negative. Um, I had visions going back to that midweek of um, long scoring for you and either the game being abandoned after 80 minutes or, uh, <laughs> yes. or, they're, or them crediting it to an own goal or something because they couldn't see who scored. Um, I know. It, it had that I'm, written all over it for a minute. I'm shrewder than that. As soon as it goes in the account, it gets withdrawn. <laughs> as soon as I don't even want yeah, to wait for any... Uh, Stewards' inquiries will um put get it in the get it in the wallet. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, legal one. What we got here? You you picked out um the two. The I uh, keep mentioning Shrewsbury, so I mention them again. Um, Pennington does what he does, which is score. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dunkley had another good chance. Um, and you say, okay, Cambridge aren't on a good run, which they're not, but they don't normally give up a lot from set plays. So when it comes to Shrewsbury, it doesn't really matter who they're facing. Um, they can, they will probably create something, at least from a set play. Um, Mads Anderson, who uh, drove us all mad in uh, oh, midweek with the... Uh, that was the one, wasn't game. it? That was the one. Yes. It didn't, didn't make sense, really, because what happened last weekend is Bobby Thomas was smashed him for some reason on his debut um mm-hmm. played really well was man of the match actually but for some reason Mads Anderson was a massive price last weekend and had two really well not one really good chance one good chance and then midweek he was the biggest price the lot again uh, against Exeter wasn't it as we uh, as we mentioned and unfortunately that game did not go ahead all the usual suspects had a had a ticket at twenty fives, didn't they? That was oh, every every wrong and in the world. Was every that, wrong, every... <laughs> yeah. That's not right. to be, not to be. Uh, uh, um, at, least, at least it was money back, as they say. Okay, some at least some sort of return. Yeah, we we, we both um, we both noted uh, Portsmouth right being dominant against Fleetwood. Who get plenty of mentions on on this podcast? Ryla Towler. A new name for for alongside Raggett and Co. Didn't cause too much notebook interest. I know he was on loan at Wimbledon, wasn't he, from Bristol City? But hey, you know, a couple of games in a in a Portsmouth shirt, three good chances, and he had that header against the bar, which Piggott followed up from to put him to put him two up against Fleetwood last weekend. So um, yeah, he he's uh he's some some unit right, and, and got on the end of a couple of good headers. I know he made um, your notebook as well. Who needs Mourinho? We've got Mersinio. Indeed. 
Indeed. I, I did warn you I had something planned, and I thought that, that seemed, like, that seemed as go. good a place as any to uh, slide it in, so to speak. I think we found our promotional snippet for this week. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> I, hope, I hope not. Um, <laughs> no, he's very... He, thing is, he was at Wimbledon, like you say, and he, he was his performance is excellent because as soon as he went there, they tightened up. Um, he didn't offer much, like you say, set of play threat there, but neither did Wimbledon. No other defender has there for a long time, apart from Nightingale, who's been injured. So you can look at that and say, you don't be too negative on that, but going to Pompey is a different story of late, especially. Um, like you say, he, he was unlucky with that one in midweek, wasn't he? It was a good mm. save onto the bar. They are. They head to Peterborough, don't they, this weekend? I think Portsmouth. Yeah, I was. I was. I was close. I was close with. Uh, well, we'll come on to it. But yeah, Towler or Raggett were quite quite close for me mm. this week. Um, anything else in League One, John? Uh, no, no other songs, thankfully. Uh, <laughs> no League songs. One. <laughs> no, that's, that's, no, that's it, mate. That's it. Uh, League Two, then. Um, I had a new name, Eden Pruti. Very. Oh, yes. I doubt I'm saying that name right, but Eden Pruti. Good debut for Hartlepool. We like these sides, yeah. don't we? Bottom of bottom of divisions. We know there's going to be a bit of value. Two yeah, yeah. 0 win against Rochdale. Well done, Hartley Paul. Um, yeah, I think we both we both commented straight away that we spent an unhealthy amount of time taking a look at young Eden Pruti, who's six foot three, one in eighteen for Slough last season. It's what people come to this podcast for, right? Non league form. Um, That's right. Burnley Academy graduate, it says in my notes. But hey, just look busy in the box. I I I, I watched a fair bit of that. Um, yeah, fair bit of those highlights. Hartley Paul watched out. I thought mentioned Peter Hartley a couple of weekends ago. The Prute, him and yeah. Prutey. Actually, that could be a you know decent set piece threat for Hartley Paul in over the next couple of weeks at some nice prices. Don't don't forget rolling many yeast, please. Um, Absolutely. I'll, be, I'll be upset. I'll be upset if you forgot him. Absolutely. Uh, what a, he, he, he know, didn't. What a, what a trio. He, he didn't. He didn't start last weekend, but he did get a, a decent chance for his only 30 minutes on the pitch. Um, midweek, they played all three of them. But, yeah, I went down the Edom Pruti rabbit hole, as it's known. Um, he, he went to Brentford B for a little bit as well, uh, which is where they, they sold him to Hartlepool from. And that's normally, it's, you know, it's like Brighton or any of these clever clubs. They they normally sign these players for a reason. Um, and the chap at Brentford B basically said... Uh, we knew he wouldn't be good enough for Brentford, but he's a good lad and he's a good character and he looks pretty scary, to be honest. I wouldn't argue with him, so I'm not going to slag him off even if he scores nine goal. Notebook legend in the making. You, <laughs> you heard right. it here first. You, 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 the notebook is full of players like this, right? In two or three years' time when he's turning out for Chelsea, we'll remember where you meant. You heard him first. Yeah, um, Pete, anything Peter, else? Peter, Peter Hartley looks like he's going to get sent off very shortly. I thought he was um, very lucky to survive that game. I think he enjoyed being back in British football. He, <laughs> <laughs> very excitable he was sort of running around kicking everyone but where had he gone yeah. I, I wrote it down last uh, week India I think Indian Super League wasn't it yeah, yeah. which, right, which yeah. He, where he was still a bit prolific wasn't he so he's um... yeah they were probably scared of him uh, I, I would be he's uh, <laughs> 
He, he just looked like he, I think he did one, he got a yellow card, then he went right through the back of someone, and then he started like pushing someone. I thought, what's going on here? But uh, he was certainly shouting um, shouting the orders. So he's a, he's a good leader from what I can tell. So yeah. Should, should help. I, I posted on Twitter on the Tuesday, you know, that Carlisle Hartlepool did look um it did look interesting at both ends, and so it proved. Well done if you backed uh, Morgan Feeney, who we were admiring oh, last you. weekend. Yeah, scored at a nice price. It proved he had another shot in from distance and Hartley connected with one from a corner in that game. So, um, yeah, like I said, that, I think that Hartley ball set piece to it is something to keep an eye on. Um, Colchester. Yeah, Carl, Carl are a solid side, aren't they? They're very they are. Uh, notable They are, threats. yeah, some, de- some decent threats and... Um, yeah, fighting at the top of that division. Um, Connor Hall was another one for me. Just talking about Colchester, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll oh, mention yeah. a bit more about him later on when we talk about our naps and next best. But header at goal from a near post flick on, couldn't generate enough power from. But and another good towering header as well when they were they were chasing the game last weekend. Um, always, always fascinating, I think, when you when you you know it feels like a pretty nondescript game. I think Hartley Paul Colchester that, but. That feels like a key one to keep an eye on this weekend, which I'll talk about later on. Anything else in League Two for you, John? Uh, like you say, I think Colchester were unlucky there, really. Um, Gillingham, uh, Gillingham had uh, the left back David Tutondo who scored round, mm-hmm. snuck around the back post for the goal, and he did exactly the same later in the game. Uh, that's come from nowhere, but I had noted that. Just on a few comments I'd read, people saying he played brilliantly the week before. So that could just be um, like an upturn in form with all the new signings and, the, you know, just, just being in a better place generally. Um, uh, like you say, Colchester, I've just said that, Connor, Connor Hall as well. Uh, midweek, we had um, Stockport Bradford. Looked a pretty dire nil-nil from what I can tell. Uh, all the Stockports, what it was, limited chances came from set plays, um, bit of both to Ryan Johnson and Neil Byrne, but uh, obviously missing uh, Fraser Horsfall, who might have got on the end of one of those, I think. Um, we, we did put together a, uh, a cheat sheet, a couple of things to look out for. I'll mention the birthdays first off, which feels like a, a standing dish now for, for the Anytime Notebook on a Friday night. Uh, the ones I saw were Alan Connolly for, for Hull and Josh Hawks for Tranmere, who uh, don't know how old both of those are, but um, they both celebrate birthdays this weekend, and I'm sure they would love nothing more than to celebrate their birthday with a goal. So look out for those. Uh, John, you made a you made the, the the call of the week, which is a recent Blackpool signing, which which should make people's notebooks. Yeah, do, do you think it's a good signing or not? Let's I think see. it's a good. Is it a good signing? A good, good signing. All oh, right. Good yeah. Char- Char- Thank you, Charlie. Good. Um, very injury prone last few seasons, but we know he's got a good long throw. He's gone on loan to Blackpool from Brentford. And without wishing to stereotype, be sure that Mick McCarthy will be looking to use the uh, long throw. <laughs> well, you, you should, you should though. I'm not knocking it, but you, you know that he's going to look at that and think we, we've got to use that. Absolutely. Um, it looks like they, he's trying to sign Curtis Nelson this week. Mm. Um not so sure about that one myself, but he's a player he knows, obviously. Um, the most obvious beneficiary probably is Marvin Ek Pateta, 
uh, who's actually scored a few in the last few weeks. Uh, so, yeah, just, just probably this week and next few games, just have a look at those long throws. If Good is fit, I'm not sure if he is, and see how they impact the approach from Blackpool. Awesome. Um, I had a couple of, just looking at a couple of good matchups, not necessarily selections, but League Two on the data. As I just said, you know, chance to test this Stockport theory that we introduced, I think it was either last week or, or a couple of weeks ago. We were talking up the, the, the phrase a horseful absence. So Wimbledon, they head to this weekend. They've, Wimbledon have turned the ship around, haven't they, from set pieces earlier in the season. They, it's starting to look more of a threat at one end instead of the other. I haven't picked anyone out yet, but if you're, you know, if you're, if you're marking no. your card for the weekend and thinking of someone to find, trying to find a, a, a Wimbledon runner for you there looks a, looks a good thing to do. I thought um, Harrogate and Sutton was an interesting game here as well. It's probably two sides that have looked the most sharp from set pieces in recent weeks. I know we've put up, what, Goodliffe and Kizzy over the last few weeks, all the usual suspects for Sutton. But Joe Mattock not gone without a mention since Christmas, and he was, you have to scroll right down the bottom of the list to find Joe Mattock prices for, for Harrogate. So that that looks like a that if, if, if League 2 set-piece shootout. That could be the one, Harrogate versus Sutton this weekend, um, heading up into League 1. I thought it was, uh, well, I think we, we both thought it was a tricky old card through the EFL this weekend, but League 1 in particular for me. Um, John, you're going to talk about Morecambe Bristol Rovers in a second, but I agree with you. Certainly looks like a game which could, you know, either side could could end up throwing one in. Um, and the last thing I mentioned, yeah, when we're, when we're looking at the, the card for the weekend, Exeter Barnsley, which was the game that got away in midweek. As we said, we're all holding um, nice tickets at twenty-five to one for Matt and Ant- Matt Anderson. But that Exeter sentiment remains that you know keen to oppose. The problem is they face MK Dons this weekend, but I'm sure once three o'clock comes a- mm. comes along tomorrow, there'll be a I don't know who do we Zach Jules maybe someone like that. Yeah, you see, um, Warren O'Hara's out for the season uh, for MK Dons, so he won't be there. So it'd have to be Jules or Tucker. Um. Absolutely, yeah, I'm sure one of those. I haven't checked the prices yet, but keen to be against Exeter. John, let's um, let's finish off with all of that. Leads us, you know, there should be some natural conclusions to make about where our naps and next best lie this weekend. Uh, I'll let you lead us off. Where are we going to go to first for your for your nap? Uh, yeah, then I'm uh, opposing your boys. I'm afraid I'm going with Tom Lee's for Huddersfield at twenty to one best price. Um, we've been well. You you first picked up on Coventry missing Carl McFadson, which was a, a great spot many weeks ago now. Now, since he's been out, Covent, this is um, set play XG conceded. Mm-hmm. Uh, point two, uh, lots against Wrexham in the FA Cup, no figure available, but we know it was a lot. Uh, 0.98 versus Bristol City of all teams. Wow. Uh, just over one against Sheffield United, 0.43 against West Brom, 0.35 against Swansea, and 0.48 against Reading. So Chaos. That's definitely... That's definitely that's that's definitely on the high side of what you'd expect <laughs> from all those games, uh, and also barely anything against Norwich last weekend. But we know that isn't true because yeah. of the Michael Rose own goal. So if Hanley had got the touch, that that figure would probably be about 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7. Mm-hmm. So well, maybe not that high, but it'd be it'd be up there. So I've been keen to get with Huddersfield for a while. Uh, you're basically looking between Tom Lees and Michelle Hellek, really. Uh, both have been peppering the target of late. Helex scored against Hull, uh, but Lee's had probably a 
better chance earlier in the game that was well saved. Uh, just on Tom Lee's last few games, 0. 0.26, 0. 0.11, 0. 0.12. So that's, that's pretty good. Uh, fairly regular score over the seasons. He's got seven in 71 games for Huddersfield. And what really, well, the bigger price, he's slightly bigger price than Helek, but he also scored the only goal against Coventry for Sheffield Wednesday in 2021. So it's Tom Lee's at 20 to 1. Awesome big game that one tomorrow. I think Cov just about get away with what defeats to Norwich and Sheffield United, Burnley before that as well. But it uh, feels like um, it feels important tomorrow if we if we don't get three points from that game, then um, yeah, we might be looking at the other end of the table instead of the, the, the top end. But yeah, great shout. You can't deny Coventry look uh, look vulnerable. Although we did, we signed um. Who did we sign? The lad from but, uh, Luke McAnally. Mc- Luke McKin- he? McAnally. Yeah, he was at Oxford, wasn't he? I think we. Oxford, yeah. yeah he's, he's scored quite a few goals as well. He did. He did. Look out for him tomorrow. Hopefully, had a bit of um, had a bit of uh, shores up at the back. Um, I'm going to head to. Uh, I mentioned him already. Connor Hall, 18s. Um, for Colchester, look, followed up his chances against Gillingham. Long way, Jeffert midweek. I think, you know, since his move from Vale, I think the drop down in classes is, is going to suit. He scored against Hartlepool for Vale less than a year ago as well, which was a nice little thing to find when you're scrolling down the list to see where he scored. That should, um, yeah, a trip to Hartlepool should evoke some good memories for him. Without doubt, a player that should be getting four or five a season, which gives the 18s a good edge here. Um, I'll say no more because I've mentioned enough about um, Colchester already. I- Connor Hall for Colchester at 18s for me. What about your next best, John? Very good. Um, Dinao Simau or Simu for mm-hmm. Morecambe against Bristol Rovers, 18 to 1. Uh, more of a feel one, this, because he's only just gone there, but we just like him as a, as a player and the impressive lane spell at Tranmere. Did get a goal, but they weren't really throwing what we said last week about Tranmere, they weren't really firing then either. So most of the time he was there from a set-piece point of view. So I think he's a little bit more of a threat in the look there. Now, he made his Morecambe debut midweek, came on after an hour in the uh, mauling by Ipswich. Um, mm-hmm. But I'd imagine he starts there because they wouldn't have sent him back to uh, up the leagues to Morecambe to sit on the bench. Um, I did see that. Derek Adams basically said before that game, I think they're throwing the towel in before they started the game. Um, I think they were using it as a prep for this weekend, which does make sense in a way. Um, Now, Bristol Rovers and Morecambe are both sides that are at the top of the goals conceded from set plays, all the metrics you can look at. Um, Bristol Rovers have conceded, I think it's the third most goals in the division. I really dislike the game here. This looks like a game that could easily be something silly, like 4-2 either way, you know, 5-3, something ridiculous. It's got that sort of potential, the way I'm looking at it. Uh, Bristol Rovers still missing, well, missing Bobby Thomas, obviously, who's gone back, um, gone out to Barnsley, sorry. They have brought in a Liverpool youngster, Jarrell Quansar. Um, seems highly rated, but he's never had a senior loan. So I think they still only got three natural centre-backs. They look very short there still to me. Um, yeah, I'm just hoping Samal can bundle one home here in a, a 3-2 either way uh, Either way would be good. So it's Danel Samal at 18-1. to 1. 
love that. As we, as we said, that that game feels like a set piece shootout, and um, yeah, yeah, could easily get one on the end of a Simao getting one in a in a in a three each or something like that. So along similar lines, my next best. I know the twenty twos ain't going to be available for everyone at Unibet, but I'd still be a backer of Sam Long at twelves. Um, you're getting just the right player in the right spot. The variables have to be right. Oxford-Burton this weekend, just as you mentioned there, the variable here is this looks like a game and, you know, on the on the, the ratings that I use, it's got the highest expected goals across the EFL. Remember, we're only three seasons away from, from Sam Long scoring six in a season. I think that, yeah, I'd be, I'd be a fool to, to kind of miss him off the list here. Whether you can get on at the 22s or not, I think the 12s is still a backable price. Cover the two plus at 250s as well, which I know something lots of people like to do. Um, easy money. Then we rejoice at five uh, 4.45 on a, on a Saturday afternoon and, and Sam Long pays the mortgage off, uh, which would be something nice to look forward to. Um, I don't know whether you're quite supposed to say things like that when on gambling podcasts these days. You're allowed to say that, John? <laughs> just just you, back you, it and pay you, off the mortgage. I think you have to... You just did, so... There you go. Okay. <laughs> you have to put some oh, sort of disclaimer there, which he says, remember, you know... When remember, it stops Sam, being Lo- fun. Sam Long probably won't score. <laughs> That's it. When it stops being fun, yeah. stop betting. We should, we should mention that as well. Um, all of which brings us to the end of, what, 34 minutes on my clock, John? with another extensive look at set pieces and potential value goal scorers in the EFL. Um, anything anything else nearly make your list this weekend? Uh, for a change, no. Uh, I, I struggled this weekend. I didn't really like, especially League One, I thought it was very tricky to find anything other than uh, the game I've sort of speculated in. But no, I didn't really like the cards that much, to be honest. So a bit of FA Cup action, which we haven't spoke about as well. So I'll oh, yeah. no doubt be scrolling down the um, the team news at two o'clock. See what we've got. See if there's anything at backable prices. John, as always, been a pleasure. Um, we'll do the same again next week. Cheers, Gav. Good luck, everyone. <laughs>